Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today we have Liz Dwyer. So Liz is the co-founder of Future Beauty in Ireland. So what a Future Beauty is, is an expo, expo for any consumers wanting to learn about aesthetics industry. So it's been very successful for the last few years, and we're delighted to be attending this year. So if you want to come see us, see some devices, or find out more about skincare or skin training, then pop in. It's going to be in the RDS. So, Liz, hi. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Great. It's like it's the sun is setting here, and also with the heat, nice I'm like over there, yeah. slowly expanding the hair. I'm sitting here in my hot water bottle. It's that cold here. <laughs> yeah, there's snow and everything today. I, yeah, I saw there. Yeah. So. Okay, first of all, starting about you've been in the industry years and you've you know a lot about treatments and stuff like that. So tell us how you started. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I, so. I um, studied journalism originally, and uh, I always wanted to get into magazines. That was kind of my my main my passion. Based on like just seventeen and Miz and all that stuff. As a as a teenager, I was like, oh, we didn't. I didn't have big sisters. They were my big sister. They were my education. That was where I got all my info. So I always had this love of magazines. Um, I wanted to work in them. And then after I finished college, I got a job in, in a magazine. Um, and it was Kiss, Kiss magazine. Well, actually, I'd done a few other things at first, but that was kind of one of the earlier magazines, which is like a teenage girl magazine. Um, and then there was a few other magazines in, in the group. Uh, it was the VIP group. So I was out in fashion show, uh, fashion shoots a lot. And I was fashion editor originally. Um, and... Funnily enough, when I went out in the shoots, I kind of didn't really have any interest in the clothes or the models as, as such, or the people or the celebs. What fascinated me was the, the beauty department, effectively, the hair and makeup teams that come in. And these women or, or men would be, you know, they'd be a normal looking people coming in. And then an hour later, would be like, whoa, I'm like, Jesus, what have you done? Like, that's incredible. So again, this is all like pre-YouTube, pre-Instagram, pre-any exposure to this industry. You know, I'd never had it. Um, and I just found that just like fascinating. Um, and again, I was showing all my friends, I'm like, look at this trick I learned, you know, at the, at the show or sorry, pardon me, backstage. Um, and, you know, it kind of evolved from there. So um, then I kind of went into much more of the beauty side of things in the magazines. Um, and alongside of that, I set up a school called Beauty Bootcamp. Um, and they, that was back in 2007. Um, so the idea of that was bringing the hair and makeup teams who was I, I was privileged enough to work with on the, the shoots and the fashion shows and stuff, bring them to like a studio on a, on a Saturday and then we would come in and we do like a hands-on hair and makeup workshop. Again, I always thought like you'd see people doing things, but unless you did it yourself, you, it just doesn't register. You need to figure out what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. You know, is it a flick of an eyeliner? Is it something? Um, and this is revolutionary back then. Like none of us knew how to do our makeup or our hair. It was never taught. It was something if you, you, you had big sisters or something you might pick up along the way. Um, yeah. But we never really sat down and told, here's how to put on your eye makeup. It was just like, 
trial and error and we were all going around with crazy orange foundation and freaking weird <laughs> eyebrows and looking brutal to be honest like I look at the teenagers nowadays and I'm like oh my god they are like just streets ahead of where we were yeah you know? like, yeah their was amazing their hair is amazing they're just cool you know um so again we, we never had any of this so this was a big thing I kind of I started out like I said I'll just do one or two classes and see if there's any interest and I remember putting up like a um, made little website, on, you know, on my own. And uh, it kind of just took off from there. Um, it, ran, it ran up until two years ago. It was every Saturday. Uh, hair and makeup teams would come in. It was kind of hands-on workshops. Um, and it was, again, like hair and makeup artists um, who would be, you know, now you consider them celebrity hair and makeup artists and stuff. But at the time, they were just jobbing people, you know. Um, so that went on for, like, I think it's of 17 years. Um, 17 years now, I'm doing my maths wrong. Sorry. 15 years um so that it was a huge success and it was a great like kind of experience to meet all these women every like I wouldn't go in every week obviously I kind of stopped and started throughout the years and like we had managers and people took over and so forth but even meeting those women every week hands-on I would just thought it was just always learn something and I always found it really fascinating that I'd see this girl and she'd be like state of my life the state of this or whatever and I'd be looking at her going you are mad That's, I can't see that at all you know I, or, or the or the opposite you know you know they'd come in and say this is amazing and I'm like mm, you know like or, or I'm like you really shouldn't be worried about your eyebrows like when your skin is like that or whatever so again so I learned loads you know from that interaction with women every week for years and years and years um and then simultaneously I had moved different magazines newspapers and so forth and then I was uh, with Image for about nine years, and there as an editor and beauty editor, um, and through that I was kind of started getting exposed to aesthetics uh, and the doctors and the dermatologists, and also a little bit at that stage I was kind of getting really jaded by skincare and you know all the promises and the the kind of you know let's call it space space the bullshit that we were being spun, you yeah, know yeah, I was, yeah. was going to do this and this cream was going on I'm like this. It's not, I'm not changing. Nothing is changing. I look the exact same. It doesn't matter if I'm bathing creme de la mer, you know? <laughs> um, I was like, okay. And then whereas aesthetics kind of, kind of sparked something in me. I was like, this actually works. You know what I mean? They, these, these work. Like clinical stuff works, you know? You can notice a change. Um, and that became a real area of fascination for me. Um, and like, you know, like I, I wanted to do science originally. I don't know why I didn't. But anytime I'd meet a scientist or, a, you know, a derm or whatever, I would be like, it'd be like, somebody else being Beyonce I'd be like oh, this is amazing sit down I need to talk to you so that was my like that's my kind of like I love geeking out and that kind of stuff so that's where this kind of all evolved from and then at that, while I was an image I was doing a lot of work on TV um you know talking about products and so forth and then they said to me do you want to do treatments do you want to start you're always writing about treatments you're always you know giving your opinion and so forth would you like to start you know trialing treatments uh on telly and I was like yeah for sure like it's just another another string to the bow at this point um and that be kind of came with hey you know and then I started becoming quite synonymous with that that like people were like oh you know, I get people in the supermarket and most of me going sorry excuse me Toby don't mind me asking but like I saw your ass freezing thing you know did it work you know or you know tell me about your crazy boob experience or your weird lips or whatever the hell was going on um so it became a kind of thing um and then that just evolved and evolved and evolved and, but about three or four years ago I was my four sisters as well. So they were like getting questions for me. I was getting questions. There was a non-stop field in questions. And like the questions were pretty much the same. They were like, I have a problem. What do I do with it? And who do I go to? You know, as in yeah. what? what yeah. And 
you know, at different parts of the world, there's different rules and regulations. In Ireland, it's very hazy as to, you know, I'm not going to get into the ramble about it, but like who can do what and so forth. There's a lot of cowboys out there or cowgirls. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, people people are like, oh, it's just aesthetics. And you're like, it's it's still a medical procedure. It's still medical devices. Uh, you know, like we were, I always think it's funny. Everyone was so, you know, pedantic about the vaccines. And they were like, oh, you're, you're not going to let a medical student put the vaccine, the COVID vaccine in, you know? And I'm like, but yeah, you're letting people like who've had two hours education online put weird stuff into your face, you know? So people have like, you know, just different benchmarks. And I, I think the aesthetics industry benchmark for a lot of people is far too low it needs to be much higher and they need you know they need to be much more specific um and demanding about standards and so forth but anyway let's not get into that, that <laughs> yeah there is yeah, yeah. there is a hundred percent but i actually think ireland is stricter than the uk because you, yeah. you, you can't like there's so fillers um really doesn't have any legislation in the uk at all There's it's not a it's not a prescriptive device so literally listen my elf here could do a course this weekend and be allowed to inject someone this weekend tomorrow like you know so it is a it's the wild west of aesthetics yeah yeah um but saying that there's this again this is how the whole kind of concept came about like i was fielding all these calls all these questions um from people online from friends of friends from friends of my sisters and so forth and I was, like, I was like, I'm not, a, like, I'm turning into an agency, you know, an unofficial agency here. Um, yeah. And kind of showed me, I was like, the appetite is huge. Like, people want to know about these treatments, tweakments, et cetera. We all, like, people, like, the celebs are talking about them. You know, you see you see them on the housewives and all this kind of stuff. And, like, the, the interest is there, the appetite is there, but there's still this huge caution. I'm like, oh, God, what should I do? You know, um, and also, let's, it's so expensive, you know, apart from the safety element of things, most of these treatments, treatments courses or whatever it's an investment you know and it's like anywhere upwards from like 300 to three four or five thousand euros so you don't want to be throwing your money like at the wrong thing basically yeah. so yeah um and you want a result you know a, a good result yeah. um that uh, and some people want a very subtle result they don't want a big dramatic change you know some people some people do want the big dramatic change so again it's always fairly case specific um but so this is kind of the idea for the show came along I, again through work i've been to a lot of these big giant shows um in monaco and new york these big shows where the, the dermatologists doctors nurses aesthetic dentists etc would all gather they listen to talks they go outside and they meet the um you know the people providing them the, the technology the pharmaceutical companies um and i was like where are they getting in on this? Like, this is what I need to be getting in on. Like, I'm, a con- I'm the consumer putting this in my body. You know, why am I not part of this conversation? And that was kind of the, the moment I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I need like to be knowing what's going in, who's putting it in, what, what are they, you know, is there risks? Um, is there risk to my health? Is there risk to my pocket? Is there risk to my face? You know, all these kind of things. So that's the idea where the, the, the idea for Future Beauty kind of came. And at the same time, my sister, um, uh, Nikki was um, going to move to Australia. Long story, she didn't. Bit of a heartbreak involved there, and she'd already oh, taken from her uh, from her job, and she was a lawyer, and she was like, "Let's just do something." So we kind of came up with this idea to put on this show. And again, neither of us really having any events experience whatsoever, other than putting on a lot of parties throughout our teenagers and the rest. <laughs> um, so we kind of thought, we're like, let's just try this and see what happens. Um, and the biggest kind of, the biggest, uh, like, 
not her, I don't want to say hurdle, but like uh, excuse almost every time we went to the pharma companies or the people producing the lasers or, you know, the heat yeah. device or whether it was fillers or anything, they were like, oh, no, 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 we don't talk to consumers. It's not part of our business model. You know, they were like, we were like, why? And they were like, yeah. we, just, we just don't. Like, we just talk to the doctors or the clinics or the aesthetic people, uh, or, you know, the middle person, and it's up to them then to educate you. And I'm like, that's, you know, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, I need I need to be empowered. I need to know what I'm going in. And nine out of 10 women are going to go into a clinic and they're going to, you know, do as they're told effectively by the doctor, the dentist, the therapist, et cetera. You know, and yeah. Irish people in particular are bad at questioning anyone in a white coat. They just kind of go, oh, yeah. no, what she said, you know? Or he says, uh, and, and then afterwards they'd go, man, I'm fucking stay in my face. Why did I do that? Or like, you know, my eyebrows, my lips, whatever. But, um, it is a silly concept, though, because like even if you think about it, fillers got big when Restylane got big because people yeah. actually looked for Restylane because yeah. it, you know, even Botox, Botox isn't, it's a brand. That's what mm. people look for is the brand, the Botox. Yeah. So like now even in London, like they're advertising Juvederm and Restylane and all that kind of stuff yeah. and people are asking for it. So they should be speaking to the consumer. It, like it's it makes it so much more sense. Totally. And it's funny. So that was our big, like, kind of one of our big challenges at the beginning. Telling, kind of trying to explain to the consumer what it was about was hard as well. But ultimately, you know, again, because I'm lucky that I'm in the media and that's been part of my job, like trying to communicate with consumers. And again, what we have discovered is everyone who's in this, it's not people trying to look like they're going to be Love Island contestants. Do you know what I mean? That is not who our target market is. That is not who the average yeah. aesthetic client is. It's a woman. Generally, a tired woman, right? There's a subscriber, a tired woman. I'm wrapped and tired. I don't want to like spend. I don't want to waste any more money, and I don't want to put my health or my or my body at risk. And it's something that's bugging them rather than like yeah. I want giant. It's like I've got scars, I've got veins coming out, I have you know a droopy one side of my face is drooping, or I've had chemo, or my hair, I have hair loss, or my teeth are like really tragic after you know various different things, or having loads of kids or whatever. Your body's falling apart, like postpartum. Jesus, we could spend all day talking about that. The vagina, that's our big one. We actually laugh that we could just call it the vagina show because we have a couple of gyny talks and they are our most attended of all. But people are like, forget the really? vagina we're more interested in. Yeah, because that falls apart too. Um, I love those procedures. I absolutely, we had yeah. the Femi left in the clinic in Dublin and yeah. so many women, like it's not for the reasons you think, like we had older women who were like, 70 or 80 that couldn't go shopping and you know because they couldn't find a near toilet or anything like that and you felt so bad it's such a great treatment it really is and affects so many people and there's so many options and this is the whole thing i was like so actually right for every problem there is actually about four different options okay and you have the option from the very gentle to something like you know you could almost be as gentle as acupuncture or you know like you know microneedling or something right up to the extreme surgery Uh, and for every person it's going to be different not even just on their their problem thing it's like it's like your budget, obviously, you know, one of the main things. Your aversion to surgery, needles, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, do you have time? Can you take time off if required for recovery? And so forth. So again, every problem does not have an obvious solution. And it's about research, it's about awareness, it's about empowerment, it's about education. And there was no platform for that. People were just yeah. going in blind to this kind of, you know, to clinics going, I have problem X, and they walk out being told, well, that's this, this is going to solve it. And then only three rounds later and six six months later do they figure out that kind of didn't work, you know? Yeah. So, um, and 
again, there's still a little, now it's definitely gotten so much better in the last few, like, few years, the coyness about disclosure, you know, disclosure for what you've had done. Yeah. Like there's still whole, the Botox deniers, as I call them, there's a huge cohort of people who are like, oh, I just get facials, or I just have IPL. Yeah. The likes of Jennifer Lopez and all those celebs going, oh yeah, that's just what I do. And you're like, you are absolutely, you know, you are head to toe Botox. I'd say you've had a million plastic procedures and stop lying. I almost feel like there should be like the advertising standards authority need to get in there and be like, right, you know, full disclosure required, you know. (laughs) Because it also like, that sets a really high bar for everyone else. And you're like, look, you know, it's grand if we know at least you're doing like 300 grams worth of treatments a year. Like at least we're going to go, okay, like we don't look like her, but that's because of X, you know. Yeah. where, and people do compare themselves to, you know, slabs. Everyone, I do it all the time. I open up Instagram and I go, oh, Jesus, she looks great. Oh, God, look at the arse in her, you know. And and then I, like, you try to rein it in and go, it's all fake, it's all fake, you know. But something in you, like, you know, that seed of doubt gets in there, you know. And it can grow. Like, it can grow fast. Yeah, so, it's, it's important that people, like, say, I put a video on my Instagram last week when I was getting injected. And like anyone that meets me, I'm like, I've been having Botox since I'm 24. Do you know that kind of way? Like, you know, I'm very upfront about it. And I'm, I, I don't, do you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's very unfair to people to say, yeah, I was born this way and I'm just staying this way until I'm like 60. Yeah, and also like I look, anyone who looks like, anyone over 30, I'm sorry, who doesn't have lines, you know, there's something going on there. And that's funny, like all I can see now in this conversation is my lines. I've actually been on a Botox detox so ridiculous even saying that for the, for the last five or six months because I'm trying this um, I'm like on a trial for this kind of um facial sculpting device which actually M school M face which will be launched oh, yeah. actually after March uh, it's been launched in America I'm sure you've seen it it's all over Instagram yeah. it's like this frequency pads um and uh it's very strange it's a very weird feeling it feels like you're in some kind of strange science experiment but you're I, to really see if it works I've been trying to not do Botox, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like that's the first time in 15 years I haven't had Botox every three months. So, and I, and people are like, oh, so you just get a little bit here. I'm like, are you freaking joking? I'm like, well, the Botox starts here and it goes to here. I'm like, I'm like, I get as much as possible um, everywhere as well. I'm like, that was my other thing about not just the, the aesthetics, it's like the, the knowledge as well. So there's, there's injectors that, and then there's injectors and then there's advanced injectors. It's like surgeons, you know, yeah. um, it's like hairdressers, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, they're not all cut from the same cloth. And even no. those who might have a million, zillion letters after their name, they've done every medical fellowship around the world. And medically, they might be absolute rock stars. They might have an aesthetic eye, do you know? So the, again, there's like other oh, things completely. to consider. Because so I used to have, um, like, I know I've had Botox from doctors, surgeons, plastic surgeons, anesthetists and nurses. And honestly, so far, you know, Sarah, like my nurse is the best, yeah. like absolutely yeah. the best. It just you know, depends. I was like, how do you know? And I'm like, uh, kind of a few like acid tests. Again, like I can't be judged right now because I'm fucking really falling apart. So that's kind of killing me. Um, but um, I'm like, two, a couple of things, right? Like people who've been doing Botox forever. I think that's kind of key, right? Because a lot of people, a lot of medics, you know, are like jumping on the aesthetics bandwagon and going, here, listen, I'm getting out of the NHS or the HSE, you know, being worked 80 hours a week and getting paid absolute peanuts. Whereas I could be on, you know, or, or I could do like a couple of Botox hours at the end of the week, you know what I mean? Yeah. In my, my yeah. house, on, on, on a mobile situation. They're not expert injectors. They're doing it as a side hustle. You know what I mean? Like, and 
people are like, you can go on a course and you can have all the training, but you need to like see how that Botox works on a person's face, on their morphology and the physiology over the course of a week, two weeks, three weeks. What does it look like six weeks, six months later when it's fallen, fallen, not fallen up, reabsorbed, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, there's so much more to it. So like, first of all, the person needs to like, have to, I, like exclusively be doing aesthetics all the time, ideally, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. some of these incredible dermatologists, you know what I mean? You're like going, they might only be doing like aesthetic clinics effectively half a day a week. You know, their true love could be skin cancer or moles or cleft palates or, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're doing Botox day in, day out and have been doing for many, many years. I'm like, that's generally a good bet, right? For number yeah. one. Yeah. Number I'm like, look at them. Sorry, that's the, like the obvious thing. I mean, you shouldn't. I know people are like, don't judge a book by its cover. But in this instance, you're like, I'm not saying they need to look beautiful, but they look at their face and go, do they look absolutely batshit like they've had so much time they can't do? Yeah, exactly. Or do they look attractive? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. again, and, and aesthetics nowadays is not about making you look younger. It's generally about, they call it, you know, it's all about this beautification process, rebalancing the face, you know, getting volume here thing up here you know getting the pear shape back or the pea sorry going from pear to pea in the face and all that kind of stuff so i always think like doesn't necessarily they don't have to be necessarily beautiful but how does their face look you know how does their hair look how does their and this is all like people are gonna get shocked for saying this but i'm like if you can't pull yourself together and make yourself look good how are you expected to do that to someone else and ask them for like 800 euros for, for it as well you know yeah exactly and the other thing also as well is you know, if you're getting Botox and fillers, what I find with some people who are doing it is if they don't have good taste. So like yeah. they, you know, some people just inject like for everyone, they do the same thing. And so then you see the clients are the exact same. They're coming out yes. with you know yeah. the same cheek, the same jaw, everything like that. Whereas someone with taste will look at someone and go, OK, this is how you should enhance your features. And that's yeah. what I find is like someone who actually it it can it can be a man can be good at it because he can see a woman's face and how to accentuate properly or it can be a woman recognizing how to you know look after a woman's face and make it more feminine so like it's it's important that they have actually good taste it's, it's an artistic eye like it's like yeah. you know we can all be artists but there's only going to be a couple of Mike Landos, Leonardo's you know people who have that certain eye that can just understand things but Funnily enough, in a medical arena, you have to have an eye, but you also have to have all the medical backing, you know. Uh, so it's very strange because generally medics and surgeons and so forth are very, you know, black and white, ABC, very linear, you know. So it, yeah. to get that combination of someone who has a really good aesthetic eye and who has the medical backing uh, and experience, you know, it, it's kind of a hard find. And that's why people are like, I'm not paying X to go see her. Like, it's madness. And I can go down the road and get, you know, you know, such a lower lip filler to do it for me for 200 euros and they're like off you go let's see how you look now in six months time if exactly. you still have a nose you still have a nose and you're not blind you know exactly uh, I have one so, of this yeah huh? it's I know I'm saying like I'm being a bitch but I mean it's the reality of of the oh the no completely like Sarah who does mine she works in Fire Clinic which is Tappan Patel's clinic it's one of the oh, yeah. best clinics in London yeah. and she's been working there for years and yeah. she still says to me even to this day she's still nervous she'll still like think and make sure with fillers that it's okay like she still sometimes has sleepless nights worrying about 
clients and yeah. she's doing it years and she's so experienced and so good and everything and so if she's worrying about it and she knows the consequences do you think mm-hmm. someone down the road who's just been trained for a day that they've spent 500 800 pounds on do you really think they're going to be sleepless at night because i'm sure as no. hell they're not and i mean and there's so many other things that i've got to get maybe we have another problem the new problem not problem but like issue effectively is like people are using dodgy filler right as well and not, this all comes back to filler like the filler in the right hands with the right product is just like face changing body changing life changing do you know what i mean the yeah. stuff you can do with filler is just like just jaw drop like literally excuse the pun jaw dropping you know um i just wish they could make it last longer same with botox but we have yeah. a new botox in dexy uh yeah I mean, you can answer them a million times again. When you come to Europe, when you come to Europe, and they're like these stalkers, what's going on? <laughs> um, they said they'd be here in the year, but like apparently Daxi um, is going to last up to two times longer than Botox, maybe even three times. So, like, okay. that's awesome, right? I mean, awesome if you know what, how you like your Botox, you know what I mean? And so, again, yeah. that's, that's going to come down to experience because you don't like it. Like, there's no, you know, dissolving Botox, you know, like the way no. you can with it. You're stuck yeah. with it. Um, so, yeah. you can be stuck with it bad for a year and a half um and likewise filler but sorry back to the filler like people are buying a lot of like every black friday last week i was screen grabbing my phone or a few weeks ago whenever it was um the amount of the whatsapps i was getting from korea i don't know china whatever going oh you know 500 meals of filler 500 euros you know black friday offer blah 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 i give you special i give you special fat fat machine you know all this kind of stuff <laughs> or you know and leave me voice memos and everything like i was like what? i don't know a, <laughs> Either sending me like all their, their PDFs of all their devices, and they're sending me voice memos, um, like really aggressive sales. And um, yeah. it's like people are buying these. Sorry, like that's supposed to be like, like, like proper filler from proper pharmaceutical yeah. companies are expensive, like they're really expensive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, like about like I don't know, ballpark maybe 100 euros a mil, you know what I mean? So if someone's yeah. offering lip filler, one mil of lip filler for 150 euros, yeah, I, I'd be questioning that, you know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, dodgy machines is our new concern as well. Loads of people getting burnt alive, literally burnt alive by these dodgy machines coming in from I don't know where they're coming from, but they're not CE certified. Um, and because people are like, oh, I've heard about this fat toning radio frequency hi fi thing online, yeah. they kind of vaguely know about it, and they're like, and it's only 200 euros in there, and you're like, in you go, you're getting, yeah. you're getting lumps. I have a friend of mine who has like a lump out of her ass, like it's really serious, like oh, she is like. It was lovely she went in to get this like ass lifting thing you know and it was going to like tone her butt and like take off her fat or whatever and now she has a, like her bum was lovely to begin with but now she has like a hole on either side of her bum you know Ugh. so there's so many dodgy things and again through my experience when i was working for you know in magazines and in tv like i had loads of dodgy experiences and i was doing this like live you know with in theory some of the best people out there and I still, like, there's some, like, parts of my body I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I butcher that, you know? Um, yeah. Non-invasive. So, um, and that, my kind of point is, if, if I'm technically supposed to be educated um, about this industry and I'm still making mistakes, how is a layperson not going to make mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's even, even if you take out the extremes of, like, burning and stuff like that, even the fact you go and pay a thousand pounds and for laser hair removal and you're getting yeah. treated on a really bad machine never mind the fact you can get burned but also you just won't get like you won't have results so you know that's the bare minimum that's going to happen never mind what can happen on top you probably won't get training it's probably not going to be proper training it's not going to be you know like there's stuff like with laser machines that 
the how's the, the laser is processed, how it comes out of the machine. If it gets to a certain point, you know, when it's a certain amount of shots or a certain amount of years old and has them in service, it gets really on um uneven. Well, so it like sh- shoots really high. Yeah, like so people have it like the gen- the general consumer hasn't a clue about all this. So again, this is where the yeah. show is coming. And we're not gonna bore you to tears talking to you about laser heads and everything like that. But it is an opportunity to meet people, like meet doctors, meet dentists, meet dermatologists, meet surgeons, you know, who normally are very inaccessible in a kind of nice environment, in a chatty environment, you know. And also, again, like it's, again, the patient-client vibe is so important, do you know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. like the person, trust them and have, you know, a relationship, um, you know. And like often you might go into a doctor and you go, oh, God, he scares the crap out of me, do you know what I mean? Or uh, like, but you're kind of there and you spent your 280 euros on your consultation and you waited six months and you're like, well, I'll just go through with it anyway. Um, so having a relationship is really important, you know? Um, or And likewise with women, it could be the same. You'd be like, she is not going near me. She is just, you know, really aggressive yeah. or something. I don't know. People, people pick up and stuff. And it's like something really personal you're doing with, you know, a medic. So it's, it's important to have a relationship. So... I think actually what was really interesting was during lockdown, a lot of the surgeons, a lot of the dermatologists, well, a lot of the, um, you know, the, the, the class A medics effectively got on Instagram. And I thought that was really good because people got to kind of know them, you know. Um, yeah. They're all off yeah. again. Cause they're, and this is the other thing, I, which I always say to people, do not judge an aesthetician, a surgeon, whoever it is, by their Instagram. Like Instagram is like not a measure of someone, how no, good they are. Exactly. You know, like, uh, and nine out of ten times the really good doctors and really good surgeons they're too busy in the ER dealing with their patients yeah. doing rehearsing doc- dances for TikTok do you know <laughs> like the two, the two biggest surgeons the two biggest TikTok sorry the, the two surgeons who had the biggest following on TikTok in Australia were struck off the medical council for really dodgy practice so that oh. just kind of goes you can have seven yeah. billion dollars. that does not mean you're good at surgery and by the way a lot of again those before and afters they really freak me out, okay? Like, especially when they do them on the table. You're like going, that person, that, of course she looks good on the table. She's, you know, full of water and you know, saline and everything. I'm like, I want to see that person in six months' time, you know? Um, there's a really good website for anyone really into aesthetics called Real Self, an American one. And it's like, um, but it's very American, super American, right? Um, and it's people's experiences. But, like, it's a rabbit hole. You go in looking like... Um, you go in looking for, let's say, I don't know, cellulite treatment. And before you know it, you're, 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 you're booking in for an earlobe replacement or something, you know. So but it is interesting because it's real people's experiences um, of treatments and so forth. And actually, we are adding a real people's, this sounds like a sales book, but it's just, it's just a, by the by, we are adding a, a real people's hub to the show in March as well. Because, again, people are like, it's great hearing all these dermatologists, surgeons, and everything talk on stage and tell us all about their, you know, amazing procedures and so forth but i'd love to hear a real person's experience of this and not just yeah. extreme someone even taking you know minoxidil for hair loss or you know someone who's had all their crowns done or someone who's had um you know post breast cancer reconstruction you know so there's lots of different experiences or someone who's taken antibiotics for their acne you know so yeah. there's the, the, the scope is huge um yeah but the great it's obviously real real people's experiences are great but obviously you have to, you know, the medic's experience is great. And then you come into the equation as well. So, I mean, we're the kind of, hopefully the glue between all this and hopefully the plan, the plan with the show, and hopefully we're achieving this, is that you come into the show for the weekend, you get to talk to doctors, you can get to try out loads of free treatments as well, which, you know, we don't bang on about because we're like, we, we want people to come to learn, to educate. Yeah. But also 
price bonus if you get a free hydrofacial or you get your veins up for free or you get like yeah. a you know hand treatment or something like that again like your stuff you pay a couple of hundred quid for in the clinic um yeah. or you get to like you can have an emcella you know they, they, they were talking about the vaginal treatments earlier you can sit in the emcella chair you know have your vagina tightened in 30 minutes um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> which is pretty fun um and you know so again this is the whole point of the show we're like we want this platform for people if you want to do something come you know get like do your research get up to speed and also have a bit of you know um confidence that if you do go into clinic you're like sorry i want to see all your certificates i want to know your qualifications i want to know yeah. what products you're using yeah. what brand you're using i want to know what machine where that machine is from like who made it was it candela was it allergan etc 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 so like in, in, in the ideal world i think every woman should be going into any clinic with a checklist like and it should be you know yeah. what qualifications what products are you using as in when i say products i don't mean makeup i mean what filler are you using yeah. what, what toxin are you using what brand of um, high skin boosters are you using, you know? And if you, you know, just, it's very easy. Quickly, a quick Google will tell you that's got a CE, which is a European um, check. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, pardon me, you, you, or EMA, which is European Medical Association, or EMA board. Um, or FDA is the other one, but even FDA is kind of like. Oh, FDA, FDA yeah. You can, because you can just go for a lower category and then you don't have to do as much. And then you say you're FDA approved. So yeah. they're like, they're like they're, everyone's like, oh, it's FDA approved. It must be amazing. You're like, that's actually not necessarily the case. But I mean, like, unless we're all going to start doing, you know, degrees in, you know, biochemistry, it's going to be hard to differentiate. But like, for, but even, but then on the flip side, in Europe, we have apparently, I think in America, there's 17 fillers approved for use in aesthetic. In Europe, we have like upwards of 400, right? Yeah. So because it's not a medical, it's a medical device. It's not a prescription product, you know? So yeah. that's one side of things actually in America, they, they're much stricter on. So um, yeah. we have the upper hand from there. But like, the whole thing is a quagmire. I, I'm probably scaring people off rather than saying to it. I'm like, listen, on the flip side, aesthetics is awesome. You know, like yeah. it's amazing. The stuff you can do, the, the things you could change is just incredible. Um, and like the confidence it can bring to people who've been struggling with problems, whether it's, you know, it's funnily like my dad, ironically, like this is a good example. He's old, right? He was in getting his cataracts done, you know, and uh, the, the, the ophthalmologist was like, hey, listen, I'm just going to give you a quick bluff while we're here, you know, uh, like, and then he's like, oh my God, like I, like it's, it's like 30 years of his life as, as he's gone back to me. He's like, I can see, I can do everything I can draw. You know, it was so much stuff. Yeah, I know that's, that's that side of things. But again, like physiologically, you know, people get so hung up about personal problems, you know. And exactly. if there's there that you can find that can help you, why not? Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like people do, they think that you're doing it for aesthetics. But if it's something that like bothers you and there is something there, then you should get informed and get it done if you want. You shouldn't feel intimidated by it. But I do think it'd be great. It'd be great for people to come down to the show, talk to people, talk to the manufacturers of these machines, why the machines are good, what clinics are they in, you know, find out your late, nearest clinic. All of that kind of stuff is so accessible. And you're doing talks as well. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and like we don't have anybody who's like a cowboy, put it that way. You know what I mean? And any, yeah. all the clinics there, like they're all doctor led, or there's you know there's uh, orgns or registered general nurses, you know, as well as the surgeons and so forth. You know, um, and they're all like, they're all very above board, very you know very uh, stringently, um, you know uh, what's the word? The H for is a health uh, prescription. Sorry, I'm talking nonsense now. Anyway, um, basically they're all they're all they're all you know. Yeah, you, I would go there. 
basically. So I'm like, if I would go, if I would send my sister, my mom, my dad, everybody, you know, I'd be happy to send the consumers who are coming to the show, you know. So what date is it on again? It is the 25th and 26th of March, um, 23, in uh, the RDS, in um, Dublin 4. Um, and like consumer tickets are 29 euros. That's for the whole day. Like we, it's, we have fun stuff going on as well. Like obviously we have the serious side of things, but we have like, we have like a mastermind beauty game show, like literally a buzzer show uh, for like beauty <laughs> And it's like, you can win 10 grand prize of skin stuff, you know, which would be awesome. Yeah. And we have like, we have a big VIP bar. Uh, for anybody can go there and we have bands and stuff like this. It's good fun girly day out as well. And as I said, you can get loads of complimentary treatments, loads of goodie bags, like stuff in your goodie bag, you know. So it is, yeah. it is fun as well, you know. But as I said, ultimately the whole, our whole why, why we started this was that if you are going to get treatments done, and let's face it, apparently eight out of 10 adult women, eight out of 10 adult women are now considering getting something done if they haven't already. Now that also includes hair, laser hair removal and cosmetic dentistry. Okay, so that could yeah. be someone saying, I'm get my hair lasered off. Not necessarily someone saying, that's not eight out of 10 women saying, I'm going to have Botox. But eight yeah. out of 10 women I know have Botox already, do you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people also, and like, it's funny, like people assume it's the like, you know, as I said, the, the wags and, you know, that type of person. But you would be amazed at like the average lay person who is getting stuff done and you would never think it um during lockdown we had uh, we set up a thing called aesthetic advice where we're like should be nothing to do so we're like if anyone wants to chat to us um uh, about treatments and so forth let come on we can book a zoom call uh and it, it was helping us with our market research and um the people who came on were like as I said it was just eye-opening it was not the, the you know the glamour pluses or whatever it was the farmer's wife down in Cork who's like i've saved 10 grand now and i'm getting the facelift and where am i going and I'm, i don't want any messing you know, and we were like, wow, you know, um, or like, it's not nowhere. It's not the uh, the obvious. It's never the obvious, no. you know. Yeah. Um, and, but then the other side, the other side of that experience was like, we had 20 year olds coming on going, I'm getting, I need an eyebrow lift. I need an eyebrow yeah. lift now or a neck lift. On. And we're like, we absolutely freaking mad. You, you barely need Botox. If you really want a higher eyebrow, a bit of Botox, you're in your 20s. Please don't be doing that. You know, saying, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's your choice and something that really gets you fine but you know having surgery at that young age for something that's you know could be effectively gone as a trend you know what I mean like the, the fox eye or whatever it's yeah. a big crazy decision to be perfectly honest um but it's not something like we're again we come up against this all the time people are like oh no it's not really our, our bag it's not really something we'd associate with and I'm like sorry like it's exactly what you do you you're you're encouraging women to you know not necessarily change but like tackle problems head on and you know find solutions to them so it's we're the same it's just a, a different vein and better if they are doing it that they're educated informed and, and they know how to do make safe ethical choices you know not yeah their money and their health and their wellness and their beauty or their you know you know in the yeah. hands of a gangster effectively yeah well that's the thing i think it's actually educating them like in what could go wrong because I think that's people don't realize they're like oh yeah that happens like sometimes and it's like yeah. I've seen it happen I've seen it happen so badly I'm not saying that, right I'm not saying people are like oh it's the back, the back street people or whatever this can happen in a plastic surgeon's office you know it's yeah. not it can happen anywhere right like bad problems with Botox with with filler with with heat devices, with fat freezing, lasers, uh, radio frequency, it can happen to the best person, right? Bad things can happen in aesthetics yeah. and they happen all the time. Look at the um, Helena Christensen case last year with yeah, the 
Now, that was a really good example. You're like, she's a supermodel, she's in the best hands and so forth. It doesn't matter. You know, the body no. reacts, you know, regardless. Um, yeah. But so that was a horrible case uh, and an extreme case. But the only thing, the advantage of being in, let's say, the hands of someone who is qualified and has a nice, you know, you know, they've got their clinic and they've got, they have their team backing them up is you have some fallback. You know what I mean? You can go back in and yeah. go, right, my nose is floating or my nose is going black. Help me, you know, and they will. Whereas if you have someone who's doing a mobile clinic or if you have someone who's, you know, uh, doing, they, they like they don't have the, they don't have the prescribing license and so forth, you're in serious deep waters there, you know. So the, the advantage of obviously paying more and going to reputable places with reputable products, reputable clinical reputations is that if things go wrong and they go wrong all the time, um, you you have come back and you should they should be able to fix you effectively, you know, without dramatically yeah. any. Yeah, and the other thing is, is so basically what Sarah made a good point to me before, you know, if you're registered as a medic and something goes wrong, you can be struck off and lose your career as someone who's just basically gone and done a course and learned how to inject. So they don't have as much to lose. So they'll take higher risks. And that's really what it's about. It's about the risk taking. You know, some people won't just won't take those risks with your face. And so just some people will. And I guess this whole, like, their number one thing they're taught in all medical schools, you know, no matter what, what discipline you're in is do no harm. Like, that's their, that is their yeah. motto. You know? So yeah. they will always back to that. Too. Well, hopefully they will. I mean, if, even the best, there's still some rogue surgeons out there. We, we've all seen and heard the work. But, um, like, you know, I've had loads of botched experiences over the years as well, like in, in good people's hands, you know what I mean? Like, traumatizingly so, you know. Um, and again, I'm like, hopefully... This, these kind of platforms and so forth will help people not make those mistakes, you know, um, yeah. and not, yeah. not grow up, you know what I mean? And not have weird body parts as a result, you know, of, of trying to make your body parts look better, you know? Um, yeah, so yeah. Loads, loads of education. And I mean, like the government needs to fucking step up. I'm like, you know, put some regulation on this. We have been singing that tune for so long. I'm like, I'm bored of myself, to be honest. Like, well, you need to put some regulation. No, 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 no. Like there, whatever. They don't listen they don't care like they will not care god forbid until someone dies like and that's you know and then they'll be like oh i'm so sorry you know and that's yeah that's really flippant but like it's kind of that situation like they do not they don't care you're like this is ridiculous you would not let this go in any other industry like you're so strict about like drugs well and- the thing with me is um what i think the cynic in me is they get a lot of money from the tax, from the revenue. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I mean, it is such a billion dollar industry. It's on freaking real. Like, yeah. anyone, this is the flip side of it. If you are in aesthetics at the moment, like, you're probably printing gold. Like, yeah. Know, there is a lot of money to be made, you know. Um, and yeah. uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure the government are getting a nice kickback off the back of it as well. But, um, and all the farmers yeah. who listen, we all know farmers and so forth. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Liz, there for talking to us about the Future Beauty Show. If you are in Ireland and you want to, or in Dubai, because they're going to be launching Dubai too, um, and want to attend a show and find out more information about aesthetics, you can. It's called the futurebeautyshow.com. And the next one in Ireland is 25th and 26th of March at the RDS.